Hallelujah. I came down from Leicester this morning. This morning, I arrived here, what time did I get here? 2, 2 p.m. Um, and I'm going back straight after this service. So I came just to spend time with you guys, of course, and to share the word of God with you. But it's a privilege to be here, to see what's happening here. You know, in Print London, I'm, I'm very encouraged, you know, to see the lovely faces and be in this wonderful community. It's, it's a joy. It's a joy. It's a joy. Let's just bow our heads quickly for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. This is the day that you have made. And we are so expectant, Lord, of what you are about to do in our midst. Thank you. We come to no other name but to your name alone. To hear your word, to receive from you, Lord. To extend our praises and our worship to you, Lord. We pray tonight that as we have come humbly to receive your word, you will speak to us. Speak through me, Lord. That, Lord, the words I speak will not be of myself. But, Lord, through my words, you will speak to your people. You will encourage them, give them strength, give them understanding, Lord, and give them what they need to move to the next level of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Without further ado, let's look at the scripture for tonight. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. And then we'll, we'll move on from there. How's everyone doing? Everyone okay? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. When you get there, say, I'm there. Wow, you guys are good. Very quick. Okay. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Amen. So who's been here for the past few weeks as we've been doing a new series, Hearing God's Voice. And who's been blessed by this series so far? Wonderful, wonderful. Now for those who, or just to remind you, um, this subject, Hearing God's Voice, is a very, very important subject. Some people will be questioning, why do we have to talk about this? What's the necessity in talking about hearing the voice of God? It's simply because the God that we serve and the God that we believe in, who is Jesus, he is a God that enjoys communication. He is a God of communication. He communicates with all his creation. It's not just people, but he also communicates even with the trees, the fields, the stars, the sun, everything. Every single thing that he has made is able to hear his voice, which tells you that from the very beginning, his intention was to always have a time where he could speak to his creation and his creation could respond to what he was saying without any kind of difficulty, without any kind of challenge. And for me, that's very amazing that 
God said to himself, I don't want to be God after creating this world and leave myself up there and leave them down there to do what they want to do. I still want to be part of what they're doing. I still want to be involved in the activities of this earth, including the lives of my children. So you see, in this scripture that we just read, it said that God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets. And what was he saying to them through the prophets? God was speaking about a range of different issues. Number one, the morality of people. God was very concerned about people's behaviors, people's belief. What are people indulging their time in? What are people practicing? Is it something that is pleasing to me? Because even though God has given us free will at the end of the day, I'm sure we're all aware that everybody's accountable to God for everything they do, right? So because of that, God saw that it was necessary to choose these people who were prophets to speak to the people on his behalf. And that shows you how important it is to God in, hearing peop in, he in people hearing his voice. That he had to actually create a position and a group of people called the prophets who had the sole responsibility just to hear God and to speak to people and communicate what God was saying. And if God has placed such an emphasis on such a group of people, then it shows that God really wants us to hear his voice. And he truly wants us to understand what he's saying at every, any given moment. Are we still together? Okay. Now, it's not just about people's morality. God also spoke about how people used to relate to one another. You see some scriptures, God would be telling the people off, why would he be doing that? You see, there will be situations where you literally have refugees. They would come into the land of Israel. And what used to happen is that they would mistreat them. They would abuse them and stuff like that. So even if you study the UN Charter and stuff like that, some of the human rights that they speak of is not something that's new to our society. It's something that God has been saying from before. So you see that God's voice has relevance, not just in the church, but also outside. It's relevant to the community, it's relevant to the society. And you see, this is why I'm so happy that God has said that in these last times, he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. And he said that what? Your sons and daughters, they will prophesy. In a very simple way, what does prophecy mean? To speak the mind of God, to be able to hear God's voice, to be able to communicate what he's saying clearly so that people can understand the will of God. And why is that important for us? That's important because... We are now at a time where the voice of God is not only needed in the church, but also outside. The gospel starts in the church, but we move outside for the sake of the people who need to be saved. I was having a conversation with Devonte before we started church. And I think that we came to the conclusion that sometimes we do forget that what God has given to us is not just for us, but it's to move outside to save the lives of other people it's good that we are all here it's good that god has saved us but now let's also think about what we can do now to help other people you see you don't have to be standing here to use the voice of god do you know that there was a scripture where god spoke to someone called moses and he told him that there's this, there's this particular person i've given him the ability to craft things out of gold and I've given him an anointing to do that. 
Anointing is not just for speaking. It's not just for preaching. It can be through your talent. It can be through your gift. But understand, how are you going to use it in a way that pleases God? First, you have to hear how God wants it to be used first. And then you will use it in a way that will bring glory to him. Remember that everything that he has given us, it comes from him. It goes through him and it has to end with him being glorified. Are we all together? Okay. <coughs> uh, that, that was a good one. Thank you, God, for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so if you look at verse uh, three of this scripture, it was talking about how now that the son has come, he provided purifications for sins. And that's an important factor in hearing the voice of God. Once a Christian receives the life of Jesus, once you become born again, the next thing that follows is the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And that is the essential person that is needed to help you hear the voice of God. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to hear the voice of God. Even God will communicate with you, but you will not be able to perceive it. You will not be able to understand it. Why? Because God works outside of what we can understand, outside of our senses. It's only now that when the Spirit of God comes to live in you, you can begin to relate to the God that you couldn't see before. The God that you couldn't hear before, you now become able to hear him. You now become able to see him where you couldn't see him before, but you need the Holy Spirit to help you. You need the help of the Holy Spirit every day. It's very important. And not just having the Holy Spirit in you, but being intentional in inviting his presence in as much as possible, as much as you can. Who knows that we can never have enough of the Holy Spirit. We can never have enough. We can never have enough. And I'm grateful and I'm so happy for our pastor here, who is someone who really believes in the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, to encourage us to also not just believe in that and practice that here, but when we go home, we can also do the same. Call on the Holy Spirit to speak to you about any issue, any subject. Okay, let me move on to the next scripture, Exodus chapter 3. And then I'll draw out some principles that we can, we can learn about hearing the voice of God. And, uh, and I pray that you will be blessed by what, what we discover. When you get there, you know what to say. <laughs> are you there or are you just saying it? Okay, I'll, I'll quickly read from verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he, came, he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, Moses called out to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the Lord, God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and... I am concerned about their suffering. 
So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of this land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And it goes on and on. First of all, in hearing the voice of God, you see that the Bible says in verse 1, Moses was on the mountain of God. There he heard God. Number one, if you want to have a life where you can continue to hear the voice of God, you need a specific place where you've designated that at this time or at this place, I'll put every distraction to the side and I'll shut myself off from the world and I'll make sure that I'm intentional in hearing what God has to say about my day, about this situation, about whatever I'm going through. Does that make sense? Because you see that the Bible is very clear to say on this mountain that God spoke to him, meaning that it's not just about the voice, but the place is also important. The place is important. It's, you know, I was preaching in Imprint Leicester a few months ago, and I said that the reason why the devil has, he has come up with a plan that's very, very smart in that he has created a system now that we all live in where we are so busy that most of the time you don't even have time to spend with God. It becomes very, very, very difficult. As much as we desire to, the time is actually not there most of the time. Let's take a typical working day. You're out of the, the house by 9 o'clock. By the time you come back, maybe 7 o'clock, you now have to cook. You now have to commune and talk to people after talking to people the whole day. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll say you're abandoning uh, your friendships, isn't it? And then, by the end of the day, you're already tired. And you, by the time you start praying, you've even fallen asleep before you. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, because even if you read the story of someone like Moses, you see that he had times where he would spend like 30 days with God. No disturbance. But in this climate, it's not possible. It's not conducive. <laughs> Imagine, 30 days, you know, your mom will be calling your phone, where are you, where are you? Huh? <laughs> Three days. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even possible. But you see, that's why the first point is very important. That at least the difference between us and him is that we have the Holy Spirit living inside. So anytime you want, you can activate that presence as soon as possible. You don't need to go to a specific place. Yes, there might be times when you can retreat, move away in order to spend time with God. But still, inside, even if you happen to, whatever time you can spend with God, maximize that time. But for the sake of this point, have a place where you can spend time in prayer. When you get to that place of prayer, maybe you say, okay, 7 o'clock every night, I'm going to shut my door. Make sure you stick to that and be as disciplined as possible. That's not the time now you're saying, oh, I need to uh, take the washing out of the washing machine. I need to. You will be so distracted that even what God wanted to share with you at that time, you'll miss it. And you don't even know that maybe you will need that for someone else, not just for yourself. Even for you to miss that, it's a loss for yourself. But also, of course, more for someone else. Because remember, I'm saying that our lives are not just about ourselves. What God is doing is not just for us, but it's also for other people. So make sure that place of prayer is there, established. That time of prayer is established. It's a good routine to get into. And make sure that there are no distractions. If you have to put your phone on airplane mode, do that. If you have to even leave it outside of the room, because some of us, even if you put it on the bed, you will still go back and <laughs> check your own check. 
I'm talking from experience. So. Okay, next point. If you see now, when God was speaking to him, God said that I've come to deliver my people. You see, before that time, I questioned and I discovered that it wasn't an identity of God that was known. And to say that, I mean that they never knew in God as a deliverer. They had seen him before. They'd seen him work, but this was the first time he was working as a deliverer. Meaning that when you're able to hear the voice of God, you're able to understand who God is in a different way. If you are able to, first of all, the stages that I spoke about. Number one, be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, make time for God. Number three, he is able to reveal himself to you in a unique way. That now determines how you respond to situations. There was a season where I went through a very, very difficult time. And I was still very calm. I was still very peaceful. Even the people around me, they were worried more than me, even though I'm the one in the situation. And they even get an upset that I'm not upset. But because of the nature of my experiences with God, I knew that I'm going to make it out of this. This one is not, it's not really a big deal. And why? Because I'd spent enough time with God to know who he is and what he's capable of doing. But that revelation, they never had it because they hadn't spent that time that I was spending with God. That's not to say I'm better than them or I know them, God more than them, but that's just my experience from what I had. So number one, be born again, filled with the Spirit. Number two, a time and place for prayer with minimal distractions. Number three, what was number three? Someone, anyone? Number three, anyone? Anyone? Oh, come on, talk to me. Number three. Hmm? Thank you very much. Hearing the voice of God gives you a new perspective on who God is. That's number three. Okay, number four. Do you know that it's very, until this time, Moses was, I think, 75, 75 years old, maybe. I'm not sure. He was quite old. All this time, because he hadn't heard the voice of God, he was spending his entire life doing something that he was never even made to do. Have you realized that? 75 years old and still not living in your purpose. It's very possible. And all of us, you will say, God forbid, God forbid. But it's very, it's, it can really happen. Because how else are you supposed to know who you are if you haven't heard from the one who made you? How, how would you know? You, it's not something because who you are is not something that you're now discovering and you're now trying to come up with. That template has already been created by someone waiting for you to hear what he has to say so you can now discover it and work that plan out. You can really find yourself doing something for the rest of your life you were never made to do. Remember, we saw that he was looking after sheep, the deliverer of a whole nation. Do you know that by the time that <laughs> doing shepherd work, do you know that by the time the um, Israelites were delivered, there were millions of them. There were, there were millions that moved out of Egypt to go to the promised land. Imagine, and the person that was supposed to be doing that was doing something else. But until he heard the voice of God, that was the defining moment. 
And that was the beginning of his life. Please, I don't want anybody to leave here and continue doing something wrong, even with good intentions. Because you can easily, and, and, and all of us, we've all been at that kind of place before where you try to make a decision thinking that this is what God wants, which is, is not, it's not a sin, it's not a crime, but it would have been better if we actually waited to hear what God was saying and then made the right decision and find ourselves in the right place. Because you see, once you're outside of that place, you're also connected to the wrong people, making the wrong choices. And now to now undo all of that, it will take longer than needs to be expected because God is very strategic in the way he plans things. If his plans are not aligned, yes, he can work everything out to come back together, but still, it would have been better if the first time around that process never ha had to happen in the first place. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, I wanted to even ask, actually, in terms of people's um, time with God, the time people spend with God, I know it's probably going to be split between morning and evening, right? So let me see morning, morning people. Show, show your hands. Okay, that's the majority. Evening people. Okay. Has anyone, is anyone bold enough to share why, why morning? Why why do you pray in the morning? Yep. Um, I would just say in the morning just because one when I get back from my day I'm going to bed straight away. Like it doesn't even work. I've tried to do it in the evening and I'm just falling asleep. But also in the morning because I've noticed a significant difference in the way my days go when I started with God. So let's put hands together for her. Okay, that's good. Evening evening people, where are you? Evening, evening people. Oh, Pastor, can you please, why, why evening? Um, I think for me, so I'm actually a morning person, um, but I think it normally takes a whole day to get rid of my distractions. Um, so to kind of like silent the noise and everything, I'm like, okay, God, mm -hmm, let's, let's have some fun. <laughs> let's put hands together for him as well. So the reason why I did that was just to, for us to see that it's not because I've heard doctrines like, you have to, it has to be in the morning and stuff like that. And so people come to me that, oh, you know, I'm s I've sinned, I've sinned, I've sinned. I'm like, no, you can still spend time with God in the evening. It's not the end of the world. It's not like the gates of heaven are now closed because you didn't spend time with God, <laughs> God in the morning. <laughs> uh, okay. You see, and the reason why, going back to the point of I, um, finding your purpose through what God is saying, using the example of Moses, you see, God, I used to say this statement a lot um, during our prayer meetings in Leicester last year, that God is not coming down from heaven to do anything. And people were very taken back by that statement that, oh, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? God is not. Have you, the only time he's come down is through the son Jesus, right? But now his Holy Spirit is living in us. And we are the vessels. Which tells you that you have to hear his voice to do your purpose so that what God can be seen on this earth through what you're doing. I heard someone say that the church, there was the person who was just complaining and complaining that the church this and that, the church this and that. And I said, you are the church. If that hasn't been seen, then it's you. 
Listen, if what you are looking for is not being seen in the church, you are the church. The person was just, you the church, the church, the church. I said, what does the, the scripture say? You are the church. If there's something that you're waiting to see and there's something that you are looking for, maybe God has put that desire in you to show God in that way to people. Instead of complaining, you can use that energy constructively so that God's glory can be seen. Because at the end of the day, God has given each of us a part to play in showing who he is. But like I said, he can't do it. He's not going to come down from heaven to do it. He needs people, first of all, to listen to his voice, which is what we're speaking about, and then able to demonstrate what he's doing. Does that make sense? Okay. So look at this. Do you know that even I said that before, you can be doing the wrong thing for your whole entire life until you hear God's voice. But once you hear his voice, there is a sense of validation that you receive. I think our generation more than most, I'm seeing, I feel that there is a lot of identity issues that is so prominent more than any other generation. And see, the reason for that, I simply believe, is because people don't know who God has made them to be. I was preaching somewhere on Monday, and I said a statement which was a bit controversial. And I said that, taking biological factors aside, I believe, I personally believe that one of the reasons why people are struggling with depression, anxiety, and stuff like that is because they haven't taken the time to hear what God is saying about their situation, about their lives. Because... We were never created to figure out everything, to hold all the burdens of your life. So now that we have come into God, there is an opportunity for you to hear how God perceives your situations. When you know how he sees, it gives you a different perspective, which is able to bring you peace. That's why in the midst of troubles, we saw that Jesus with his disciples on the storm or during the storm, they were all afraid that, the ships, don't you care, Jesus, that we're about to sink? And the guy, was he was even sleeping. <laughs> he was not even interested. Why? Because of how much he has heard from God and how much he's assured of what God is doing. What people are worrying about, he's not worried about. When people are afraid of certain situations, you have confidence. You know that, like I said, I can make it through this one because I've heard from the person who created all things. And the Bible says, well, all things are his servants. So that means that every situation that I'm going through is also to serve him. So for that reason, you can be confident. But it comes back to my original point, which is the series that we're doing, hearing the voice of God. That comes first. I, I keep reiterating that so that we leave here with that impression. It's very important to keep hearing the voice of God at every stage, at every stage. Because it's not just hearing the voice of God once and moving on. Every season of life, there's different instructions. There's different requirements. It's just like the older you get, the expectations of you are different. There's no one expecting you to pay your phone bill on time or even pay a phone bill when you're still in primary school. But once you move on, there's new expectations of you, right? From your parents. It's the same. Sometimes they might not even say it. They might just be expecting you to find out from them what you're supposed to be doing. And it's the same with God. Sometimes 
He doesn't just want to impose himself. He wants to, you to invite him and give him the opportunity to speak. I've seen it only a few times that God just comes from nowhere and just bombards and just scatters his, your whole life just to speak to you. But I think it's better. <laughs> Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. It's better if you actually <laughs> invite him in. If you hear him speaking, don't, don't shut him out. Don't shut his voice out. Listen to what he has to say. I know that sometimes this is where the problem comes in. Trusting the God that you can't see in the midst of a situation that seems like you need to be hands-on. I'm sure we all agree that there's many situations you feel like, I need to do something about this. But sometimes God is saying that, number one, I don't want you to act. Or number two, not now. Because he's the one that has the full picture. I read a scripture one time. It says that he works out all things to conform to his will. So while we are all in our separate corners, he is working out every part of our life to accomplish a greater vision. Not to say that yours is insignificant. No, in fact, that means that your life is even more significant. So in that sense, we have to be very intentional in making sure that we are responding how God wants us to respond to the different things that are happening in our lives. Amen? I'm not sure how, how am I doing for time. Am I still... Ish, ish, sorry. Yes, sir. Okay. Finally, I just, I just want to say this quickly, um, and then I'll sit down. Um, I think I, I made mention of the fact that in Joel 2, there's a scripture that talks about in the end times, God said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see dreams. Old men will dream dreams. Uh, young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. You see, it's a reason why the last days, this is important. Not just because Jesus is coming soon. Yes, that's important. But number two, it's because God wants to restore this world back to himself. There is a brokenness that is in every person that can only be taken away by Jesus. And now we've come to a time where people are needed to speak the voice of God in this generation to save people. People are going to extreme lengths to find just peace and comfort. And to be honest, you actually can't blame them because it shows you that if people are willing to go through these measures, then God has created inside of us a knowledge that I'm not supposed to keep on suffering forever. But it's just that because they don't have the Holy Spirit, they don't know the right way to channel that frustration and that energy. And this is why the voice of God is needed to point people in the right direction. And which is the prophetic? The prophetic is instructive. It gives direction and points people back to God. Like I'm saying, you don't have to be standing here to do that. You don't have to be in ministry to do that. I'll say this. I'm not trying to be rude or anything. But it's not everybody that's called to be here. But you have your own way of communicating God's message out there. And what you do, be confident. That will be enough to save someone. It will be enough to restore this generation. Your voice is very necessary. Your voice is needed. Don't let the devil silence you.
don't make him feel that you let him feel that you are irrelevant you are necessary your life is important your life is very much needed in the plan of god even if you they say you are an accident or you were not planned god knew you before you were formed which is what the scripture says he knew you and he chose you and he saved you and he died for you and now he's restoring you back to himself and using you as a vessel of his glory but first let's go back to what really matters to god making time for god to hear his voice that is the heartbeat of god can people make time to spend with me do they want to spend time with me i know they're busy but are they willing to move out of their comfort zones so that they can hear my voice because trust me god one of his greatest desires amongst all his desires is just for people to listen to him not it's not all about you coming to god with your requests all the time it's good you're supposed to do that but it's not every time you come to god that god give me this i need that i need this it's important like i'm saying but remember that god also has his desires and there's things he also wants from us and sometimes god only wants somebody who's willing to listen to him so let's be a generation of christians who is not only concerned about what God can do for us, but what can we do for God? And that starts only by listening. And by listening to his voice, you know his will. You know what he needs to do. You won't be confused. You will not be confused about your life. You will not be confused about the steps to take in order to fulfill the will of God. But first, please, like I've been saying, it's very important to listen to the voice of God and make time for God. And you will see things that you've been working very hard for before. Now that you start to listen to the voice of God, speed and efficiency starts to move into your life. You will see things that people don't even believe you can do. Watch. Watch and see what you will do. You will be shocked yourself at what God has done with your life. And people will see that and they will ask you, how did you manage to achieve this? And you, what you will do is you will give God the glory. That's because of him that I did this. So, Father, I pray over every person here right now. And I speak over their lives, Lord. As your servant, Lord, I've spoken your message to your children. And, Lord, I pray for every person here under the sound of my voice. And I speak, Lord, let their ears be open now. Let their spiritual ears be open. Let their eyes be open, Lord, to see you, Lord. I pray against every voice of confusion. Your word says, Lord, that my sheep hear my voice and they will not hear a stranger's voice. Every strange voice leading your children away from the promises that you have given to them. Every strange voice that is causing, Lord, them to sway off course. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, I silence every voice by the authority of your blood. And I pray clarity in their ears, clarity in their minds. Lord, I pray that as they spend time in your presence, let a new identity be born. Let validation come forth. Let, Lord, sound understanding of their lives come in the name of Jesus. Let us begin to see plans your plans for their life fulfilled in Jesus' name. Let us begin to see a shift. Lord, everything that has delayed in their lives from this point, 
as they begin to surrender themselves to hear your voice, I pray, let the doors that were closed begin to open up like never before in the name of Jesus. Let, Lord, their family lives begin to change in the name of Jesus. Let them be the world changers. Let them be, Lord, the trailblazers of this generation, Lord. Lord, I speak, Lord, that this is a prophetic people moving from one level to another in God and exposing the plans of evil and bringing the kingdom of Satan down right to the ground in the name of Jesus, by your power, Lord. I pray tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus for every person here, even as they sleep. Even as they make their way home, Lord, I pray that you speak to them, O oh Lord. Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, a heightened sensitivity to your voice from tonight. Lord, see the desires of your children, Lord. They are hungry to hear your voice. They are willing to hear from you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will honor their desires, Lord. Speak to them anew, Lord. Every situation that is causing them to be distressed, Lord, I ask that you will speak to them in the name of Jesus. Every situation that has plagued their lives for a long time, may your voice bring a change. And right now, I even speak over these people a new season. A new season, a new season, a new season, a season of fulfillment, a season of joy, a season of hope, a season of prosperity, and a season of every blessing that has been delayed. I call it into this season now. That they will enjoy everything that has been delayed. They will enjoy it this time around. Lord Jesus, we glorify you. We honor you. We give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. What is happening now, Lord, is not any orchestration of our own, but this is your plan. This is your desire, Lord, from the very first message of this new series of hearing the voice of God. And Lord, as we have partnered with you to hear what you have to say to us and how you are directing us, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus over this room, let there be a release, a fresh release of sensitivity to your voice. I pray, Lord, that even as they take steps, Lord, to move into the next phase of their life and the next stage of their lives, this time around, may your voice be so clear, so clear, so clear that no more confusion will be upon their lives. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Dreams, I pray, Lord, visions. I pray, Lord, new spiritual experiences be opened up to your children. Lord, even as they read your word, Father, I pray, let the word of God begin to bring life into them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you breathe on their understanding. Cause them to understand everything that they're reading from this point onwards and let your grace be made so strong upon them like never before. I pray, Lord, that this coming season, their prophetic senses will be sharpened. Every person here desiring, Lord, to walk in the prophetic, Lord, I release them. I release that grace over them in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, they will begin to move in the dimensions that you have designed for them. And may they not constrict themselves. May they never hold themselves back. But may they know that you are a limitless God. You give your spirit without measure. From today, Lord, I thank you that this is the new beginning for your children. And I give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus.